You're listening to How Real Estate Works, your one-stop shop for all things real estate. Whether you're looking to learn about real estate investing, buying your first house, growing as a real estate agent, and all things financial freedom related, we got you covered with co-hosts Jesse Johnson and Matt Talent. to the How Real Estate Works podcast, episode nine. I'm your host, Matt Talent, and my co-host is Jesse Johnston. Today, we have Philly Fixer Upper, Amy Wright and Mitch Mahern. Um, they are on their first Fixer Upper in Maniunk, a 150-year-old house, and they were featured in the Philadelphia Inquirer for it. So we're really excited to have on another local Philly team. Um, Mitch and Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. How'd you guys uh, do with the floods? Honestly, we lucked out a ton, especially because Maniac got hit so hard. Um, yeah. Thankfully, we weren't affected at all, but literally a football field away is flooding like up to your knees. So we got really lucky. Yeah, Maniac's yeah. kind of like a big hill, and we're like halfway up it, so we were kind of fine. But like Main Street down the hill, it's like pretty much underwater. Yeah, I lived right near Brew Pub, and that was like underwater. And uh, luckily, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I'm halfway up the hill, so I walked down there last night, and it was like a river. So, fun stuff oh, yeah, in Maniunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, People said they saw fish in the street. <laughs> I believe it. There's a lot of water. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we want to talk to you guys about, like, where are you at now with real estate, and how did you, like, get started into the real estate game? Yeah, so... But like you said, we're on our first flip right now. So we started in the middle of April on this house. Um, so it was a complete fixer-upper. Um, just about everything needed to be changed in this house. Um, so we're pretty close to being finished. We only have two more big projects left in this house. And then we're already looking into our next property, which we want to be a duplex. Um, so we're kind of Gosh. working on the numbers and location right now. So hopefully by the end of the year, early winter, or early 2021. Yeah. We'll be nice. That. And what got you into like getting started in real estate as an investment? I would say just the cost of renting. Yeah, rent was just <laughs> so expensive, especially like down on Main Street in Marriott, you can get pretty expensive. So just yeah. thinking about like if we just actually own a house, like start to build up equity in an asset, it just seemed to make it more sense. Yeah, and I got pretty lucky because my mom's uh, pretty into real estate investing, so I learned a lot from her, and kind of the do's and don'ts, so that's kind of what put the fire under me to that's go awesome. ahead and get started. Because I think that was the hardest part of just like, just beginning, you know? We, we thought yeah. about it for so, so long, and then once you finally dive into it, it's like not as scary as everyone makes it think. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I Yeah, yeah. there's so many, one bedrooms that are like 1800 in Maniunk and yeah. you can get a three bedroom house for like a $1,400 mortgage payment. I know, but I don't want to tell anyone that. Yeah. I want to charge that. <laughs> yeah. Save that, save that for yourself. Yeah. It's that initial price tag that I think scares everybody away from a house, but like you don't pay all that up front. And I, I mean, yeah. it's the scariest part. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All good. Special, special guests. You got a special guest today. That's great. What's the, what's What's the dog's What's the dog's name? His name is Jetty. Shout out to Jetty. 
Shout out Jaddy. <laughs> he wants to be featured. <laughs> He's good now. Love it. So, so do, do me a favor, walk us through how you found your first home and how you developed your criteria. So how did you know it was a deal and that you were going to make money doing it? So I think we uh, kind of differed in what we were looking for. I really wanted a complete fixer upper. Like I would have been fine walking in if it was just like a house, like falling apart. And I think he wanted something more like easy projects, but like still wanted to put his own touch on it, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think you also overlook some of the products and the difficulty that goes into it um, going in. And so, like, even just walking around some of the house, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a product, this is going to be a product. But, I mean, that's where you make the money when you do it yourself. And, I don't know, that's just kind of where we differ. But then, yeah, she we, won. We, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> that's great. So, so she won. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, who's doing the work? Are you both doing the work? Like, who's 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 turning things apart? I think... We both do a lot of the work and we've had a lot of help from like family and friends and stuff, but I think it ebbs and flows in terms of like motivation level when one of us is up, the other one's down, we kind of push each other. I think even just that, like helping each other get through it's the biggest part. Yeah. That's great. So you so you make a good team. Yeah, I think so. As long as she gets to choose the house. Yeah. That's a fair deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that works. So uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, there's so many different like financing products and ways to buy homes. Uh, what type of financing did you use to buy this property? So since I wanted a fixer upper, I kind of looked into both the FHA and then the FHA with a 203k renovation loan, just because I wanted to have more money in my pocket because I knew how much I was going to be spending on this. But eventually I just went with the plain FHA three and a half percent down. Um, which I'm really happy that we did because like I said, just once the house was finally in my name, it's like you have so much money to be able to put into it as opposed to a conventional one. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, you used FHA financing mm -hmm. and you, uh, so you only had to put how much down? Three and a half percent. Excellent. And did you get a seller's assist to pay for some of your closing costs? I hope. Yes, I did. <laughs> the way to go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're out there and you are looking to buy your first home or do your first, you know, investment, you know, think about it, $300,000 home, you really could get in with $10,000. It's amazing. Yes. Truly amazing. And uh, good job. Good choice. And 203Ks, by the way, are a great option. You just really, really need the right team. So you have to yes. have a good, you have to have a good contractor, you have to have a good lender, and they have to work really well together. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's that's for a different show, Matt. We could talk about two or two or three K financing. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do a finance episode. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I remember when the pandemic started. I like started following you guys on Instagram, and at the same time, I was redoing my kitchen, which I'm still I'm still chipping away at. But I feel like you guys did your whole house in like one month. So I saw you guys just flying by with projects. So were you guys just really handy? Did you know what you were doing going into this already? Um, I don't know. I guess going into it, my handy list level, I'd probably say it was a two or a three. I mean, I wasn't too sure if I could change the locks on the door, to be honest, yeah. like day one. But then once you start diving in, and every time we got a contract in here to, like, give us a quote for something, I'm like, oh, like, what tool would you use for this? Like, how would you go about fixing this? I was just kind of taking mental notes, and I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. But, um, like we said, we had so much help from yeah. our family and friends who are way handier than we are. Yeah, my dad is super handy and has built 
things like our bar and my one house we built a whole deck over the water on our reach house and he's super handy and kind of helped us that way and then my best friend's electrician like helped us with electrical stuff because i'm not touching any of that yeah um so a lot of help that's awesome yeah i think that's the way to go like do everything you can yourself i did the same thing with my kitchen i did most of it myself until it came to the cabinets and i had my buddy who's a carpenter help me out and then hired out the electrical stuff. Um, that's awesome. So um, your house is 150 years old. So how was that inspection? And what are the nuances of like renovating a 150 year old house? Yeah, so the inspection wasn't that bad considering how old the house was because the bones of the house are really good. Mm -hmm. um, the things that were bad were like the roof which thankfully the sellers fixed before we even moved in. So we didn't nice. worry about that. Um, what else about the inspection? Um, oh, the, we had some leveling issues yeah. in our kitchen um, because that was an addition put on. We don't really know. We think in like the mid-1900s. Yeah, that uh -huh. was one of the things. And like one of the corners was sinking. So we just had to go down and reinforce that. And we actually got some help from an actual contractor to do that because I was kind of scared when we actually opened up the floor and saw that it was really sinking in that yeah. one corner pretty fast, but no inspection today. Well, besides it just being an old house, it, it wasn't that bad, the inspection. And I guess I was more scared than we should yeah, have been. There's just a lot that they can't see, I guess, behind the walls and stuff. I mean, they, yeah. they can only kind of determine if there's not a tube and stuff like that and go down to the basement and new water heater. I mean, things look okay, but you never really know until you start diving in. Yeah, that's and true. did you guys, did you guys have inspection down? Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Did you have to take it down to like the studs or was it mostly like cosmetic besides that, um, that sinking footer? Well, in the kitchen, we had to take it down to the studs, but we didn't anticipate on doing that. Um, just because we thought it was going to be more of a cosmetic fix. We'd take out the cabinets, put in new cabinets, you know. We took out the cabinets. They never insulated between the drywall and the exterior of the house, and there was a lot of holes. So the whole entire kitchen was covered in mold. The drywall was disintegrating. So that just needed to go. We took it right down to the studs, which was actually a great thing because we could rewire the kitchen and change where the appliances were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But besides that, we never had to do that much work anywhere else. I mean, yeah, some of the stair treads we had to replace ourselves. Um, other than that, not really, thankfully. Nice. So nice. tell me, is there a project that you wanted to do, Mitch, that you didn't get to do? Or vice versa? Mm -hmm. So I, think I, want, one, I want you to get a win here, buddy. That's what I'm that's what I'm shooting <laughs> for. Let's hear it. So my big thing was like, all right, once the inside of the house is done, I'm gonna like focus on the backyard, like the main space. I already got my grill out there and everything, but the the, the grass needs some some love and care and I think we need to put some time in out in the backyard and make that look nice and put a nice fence up. But that's next on my list, and I could crack a nice cold beer out there one day. Okay. Nice. Okay. So, so besides buying the house, what was your project that you that was? What was your like love like project in the house? Mine. Yeah. So, I guess I would say the mantle was the project that like yeah. I really was like itching to get at. We had this like. Pretty old mantle, I guess it was like original. We never really determined, but there was a big mirror on top of it. It looked super 70s. I'm like, that mirror is coming off. I'm making this a huge TV space. So I like nice. custom 
with the mantle. We've kind of restructured it. It's down like almost a foot. So now we got like a 65 inch TV up there. We put like brick overlay behind the TV and on the fireplace. Nice. So it looks pretty sweet. That's yeah. uh, It's a nice that spot. It's amazing. Like, watch sports when they come back. So yeah. Amy, Amy, what was your project? Like what is like your signature project in this, in this property? I can't see anything as a signature project because I never, didn't do anything on my own. I always had help with either him or friends. I but mean, you designed the whole kitchen. I would say, yeah, I would say the kitchen. It was just so much fun being able to pick the cabinets, the countertops, the hardware, um, the appliances. And even just like the custom work, like she found like these really cool old like metal things to make shelves out of, and then she stained the wood, put them up there, and it looked it like ties the kitchen together. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. That's so great. So, all right. So, which project went the poorest in in the, in the house? Like, which one are you like? Oh my God, we're definitely going to change that. Um, I would say the stairs. How horrible was that? Yeah, the stairs were so bad. They were so they were covered in carpet because the whole entire house is wall to wall carpeting mm -hmm. when we moved in. That was the first thing that left. And underneath the stairs, it was disgusting. And <laughs> Some of the stair treads were falling inward. Like, I don't even know how people lived here. Yeah. They had a cat here before, and like, mm. when you pulled up their carpet, it was just all like dirt and dust all under everything. And I mean, there was a million staples from, I guess, renters before, just keep putting new carpet down there. It literally yeah. took us like a week just to pull staples out of this entire house. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when I moved into the house I'm in now, I did the same thing. Like, there was carpeting. And it went super fast until I got to the stairs. And I think I spent two weeks pulling staples out of the stairs every night after work. And it was like, yeah. God awful. Yeah, and they're never ending too. Every time you look, there's another staple. Like, I don't even want to look at the stairs. There's, there's still yeah. staples in there. And it's yeah. Just, like, it's yeah. Just leave them there. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you guys have done a lot of work to this house and you probably built up a lot of equity in it. So is the plan to sell, like flip and move on to another one? What's the, what's the plan? So I plan to, once we get the duplex, move out of here, rent this out, probably hopefully build up some equity over time and then refinance and then just keep going. I'm really interested in like the birth strategy. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are familiar with. So no, tell me, tell of, me what the Burr strategy is. <laughs> so the Burr is you want to buy a house that's kind of, that needs a little help. You want to rehab it and then you want to rent it out and then you want to refinance it and then you want to repeat. <laughs> awesome. Well, where did, where did you learn this, this technique? I am obsessed with bigger pockets. Bigger pockets. I yes. have to drive a lot to work every day. Um, so I'm behind the wheel for like six or seven hours a day. So I'm literally listening to real estate investing podcasts the whole day. Um, just trying to like learn more and learn what other people are doing and how they got started. So yeah, trying to live up to it. So, uh, so your plan is to grow your wealth through real estate, right? So, yes. so I, so clearly bigger pockets, bigger pockets is a big, uh, big part of that. How about you said that your mom is also in the industry or she's an investor? Yeah, just not full-time, but um, throughout the year, she's accumulated properties um, with her business partner, and then they've rented them out, um, and she's seen a great deal of success having them completely paid off and then having the rental income come in. Just the cushion that that provides is definitely something I would love. So do you have a plan? Do you have a plan for what it's going to look like in five years? Oh, gosh, yeah. So <laughs> you have a written plan? 
<laughs> yeah. That's great. So my plan is to kind of scale up every single year. I wanted to take it slow this first year to learn as much as we could about just getting started since this is our first property, to then move into a duplex and then hopefully scale up from there um, into a triplex and then hopefully at one point um, a big multifamily like an apartment complex. That's awesome. That it's very ambitious. And you know what? We've had, just listen to what, episode six with Gino. Uh, yeah, Gino Barbaro. You can listen to, yeah, I mean, awesome. it's amazing the people that we've had on here of all different ages and, and, you know, walks of life that have just been like, yeah, so I, I went from here to here and they have, they tell you exactly how to get there. It's, it's amazing. So, That's awesome. um, yeah. And honestly, I'm just, I say this every show, Matt, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. You young people these days, you definitely, with your bigger pockets and stuff, I mean, you just have, you're just doing it well. So um, <laughs> it's very impressive. It's very impressive. Um, um, yeah, ask. so I want to ask about the duplex. So it seems like a lot of people are getting in the house hacking now and the small multifamily space has become super competitive. So. Have you guys kind of seen that now with like, I don't know if you're looking around with like duplexes and Maniunk go pretty quick. Um, I know I put in for my, like a few people, like some of them get like 14 offers. So how do you kind of deal with that competition in the market right now? We're trying to get a duplex locked up. Yeah, it's, it's really competitive and to find a good one. Like if you're not ready to buy that second, then, it's just like an imagine your imagination, but we're kind of planning to look at obviously ones that we need to rehab. So hopefully that'll deter some people away if they don't want to take on that project. Um, and then different areas that yeah, like location. So we're just trying to find the next hotspot. Like many of us found out, I think. Like yeah, we gotta try and find the next spot. So maybe in Philly, a little bit on the outskirts, maybe Southville, something like that. Um, Somewhere where the location isn't as, I guess, too much of a hotspot. Yeah, but we're still working through it. We're we're really on like the numbers phase of yeah, like putting our finances together and what we can get off of this house if we want to rent it out. Um, so we want to make sure we're covering all of our bases until we're ready to actually buy. Because like I said, once you find a place you love, you kind of got to jump on it. Yeah. yeah. No, so what, is, awesome. what does it look like to be ready? So help, help, help our new buyers in the market understand what it means to be ready to buy. Cause what does that mean? That's a good question. And I honestly don't think like you're ever going to be ready. Um, yeah. But I would say just asking as many questions as you can to your lender. Cause that's where I learned the most. Um, you can hear a lot about real estate agents and buying and selling through podcasts, but lending to me was something that was very foreign um, so I would have hour, hour and a half long conversations with my poor lender. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, once I finally felt like I could have a conversation about, about it to someone and kind of explain what it meant, then I felt like I was ready. So you just gave the correct answer. The first step in buying any home is having your financing in place. Because if in today's market, if you're out there shopping and you don't have your money in place, you're wasting time. You're wasting every, You're wasting your time. You're wasting the real estate agent's time. It's a complete waste of time because in the markets that people want to buy in, you need to be ready. You, need to, you have to jump. You have to basically pounce when something comes up. And uh, so have your money in order. The rest of it, you can figure out because you put the house under contract. You have time to figure out your 
your budgets. You have time to figure out whether you, you know, you have, you get to do an inspection. So correct answer. Good job. <laughs> um, so I love what you guys are doing and like a lot of guys, people our age are doing real estate investing now and to people on the outside, it seems like something that isn't really achievable, but once you're doing it, like you look at a kitchen project, you're like, I can't do that. But once you've done a kitchen, you're like, that's not that hard. And real estate investing kind of in the same, once you've done it once or twice, it's not that hard. Um, just people our age, they want to buy a new car or something like that instead of getting into real estate investing. So how do you kind With of- Matt, that was me, by the way. I always wanted to get yeah. a car instead of real estate investing. Yeah. Don't There's do it. a lot it. of people out there. Yeah. But I like I guess cars. For, if you were going to tell people in our age group, how do you get over the mental hurdle of um, getting started in, into real estate investing? I guess, I don't know. I guess I'd say one, it's not as scary as it seems, like you said. And there's just so many resources available on YouTube. There's podcasts, there's Reddit threads, Facebook groups. There's so many people that have gone through this before and are willing to help you. Um, I think it just makes it so much easier diving in with all that knowledge. I mean, do some, some due diligence before you actually go in and it makes it seem a lot less scary. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would also mention the How Real Estate Works podcast. Uh, recent episodes are pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, I heard episode six was crazy. Six oh, yeah. was great. Seven was, nuts, man. <laughs> seven was seven. No, eight was Rodney Ross. I mean, the, the real estate boss. I mean, that guy. Yeah, he's a good yeah. dude. Good stuff. Yeah, bought a whole block for $36, just saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See if you could figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> But there's good people that like that the that's the whole purpose of this is like is getting people together that have done this. And honestly, the whole juxtaposition of the people that we're having, we have brand new people who are 30 and under that are doing it. We have people who are established that have done, you know, own thousands of units that are on here and they're and guess what? It sounds almost the same. The story is almost always the same. I just took the leap. I I read a book, I took the leap. I listened to a podcast, I took the leap. Um, I educated myself. I took the leap. I was dumb. I got into it. I learned on the job, <laughs> you know, but I took the leap. So I think, you know, I think that's really cool. It's, uh, Matt, we're learning a lot here. Yeah. Um, we should yeah, just take, so we, we should take the leap again. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> so it Police sounds like, you, yes. Oh no, never. <laughs> just keep scaling up. Um, but it sounds like you guys are kind of towards the end of this project and you're kind of thinking about other things. So, What's the, the biggest thing that both of you have learned about kind of yourselves or doing real estate investing during this project? I would say just to take it slowly. Um, not all projects need to be done immediately. Um, if you're on kind of a timeline similar to us, um, like, just take it bit by bit. If you overwhelm yourself and you're really going to never want to do this again, because all of the finances and people you have to work with, it can get really scary and intimidating and kind of deter some people away. But I would just say, take it slow and then ask for help. There's so many people out there who want to help. And I'm, that's one of the reasons I'm so glad we created that Instagram because we're literally DMing people all day, every day. Like, Hey, I saw you did this project. Can you give me any tips of advice? And it's just, like there's so many people who want to help yeah and just to kind of piggyback off that i think prioritizing projects is huge especially in our situation where we were going from living in a rental to living in our fixer upper i think prioritizing projects to make it 
livable and not like cute necessarily yeah <laughs> is is a big deal so how many weeks did you not have a kitchen to eat in that's all that's what i want to know <laughs> so probably like two weeks we ordered takeout nice right? yeah and then that's not bad no it's not and then another two we didn't have a stove so we oh, kind yeah. of did microwave meals nice. we had like a fridge for two weeks and then we didn't have a stove <laughs> and a microwave for it first yeah so like for another two but <laughs> we figured it out yeah so and you still like each other right like this is not just for our show yeah, it was a good bonding experience for sure. Yeah, that's you can so make cool. it through quarantine with your significant other. That's a plus. If you can renovate a house with your significant other, that's an A plus plus. Oh, so for I, real. I have to tell you, and I, I, Matt, I, I'm like, I really must be getting old because I say the same thing on every show. But like, I challenged people during the beginning of like the shelter in place, like get good at something you're bad at, right? So, uh, you guys got good at uh, fixing houses, which is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, think about it. When will you ever have the time to do that again? Exactly. We got so lucky, and I, I feel yeah. bad saying that, but we're, we were both working full-time during the quarantine as well, but we were working from home, so it cut out our commute. So we were commuting two or three hours a day. So instead of working like a 10-hour day, we were now able to work like a seven- and eight-hour day. So we were putting that extra time into the house. That is fantastic yeah. i mean it's, you know it's it's fantastic so uh good job i mean i'm just it's super impressive and uh i can't wait to see the finished product uh we'll definitely be following you guys on instagram for that <laughs> but we have one question we ask everybody and we want to understand what was your biggest limiting belief that you had to overcome to start to do this project and maybe you could both answer it in case you have separate answers i would say that you have to be rich um <laughs> <laughs> you you really don't um there's so many ways to get into this. And even if you don't do a um, FHA loan, you can do like a hard money lender. You can have other ways to kind of get your finances in check to get into this. And then even going through the projects, um, you can put it on your credit card. You can work with the contractors. Hey, can I pay this over four payments instead of one payment so I can have like four paychecks under my belt? Like we kind of worked out every single thing possible with our contractors to make it work best for us financially. So I, before I got into this, I was so nervous I wouldn't have enough money, but I mean, you're never going to have enough money, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> find so the money. Exactly. Yeah. Who's, who's the negotiator of the two of you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she with the house. So here Mitch, we are. Mitch, smart. Because yeah. yeah, trust me, she wins. So, <laughs> so, so what was your limiting belief, Mitch? Um, I guess like the old fashioned, like, uh, like the guys like supposed to be super handy. I mean, I haven't done much before moving into the house, but then like diving into products, like taking a leap, as you said, like even into just like small products and starting to get some confidence and then watching YouTube videos, reading Reddit threads on how to install a dishwasher or a sink or something like that. I mean, it all seems super intimidating, but you can get through it. And I feel like, Coming out on the other side, I have a lot of confidence in like doing a lot of the products around my house. I love it. I still don't think I'm going to do it, but I love it. Like seriously, <laughs> I still don't I think I'm going to do it myself. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I've, I've been known to break things more than fix things, but that's a limiting belief. So I'm going to work on that. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I will tell you, I do not know if I'm going to pull stages ever again. Yeah. That's something we're going to hire out. For. <laughs> yeah. Hire I heard, out Matt, I, I heard there's a guy who lives in, uh, 
Maniunk that's really good at it. He, he, he looks like a referee on, on the <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I started picking up shifts at Foot Locker, so <laughs> that's what my friend said I look like when I have this shirt on. <laughs> I saw him in real person in yeah, real life. But it's comfortable. It looks I'm like going a nice for shirt. comfort. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we ask our guests to, to ask Matt and I one question every, you know, the same question. It's, and uh, you, we would love to hear what you want to know about us. And so you can ask Matt first. All right. So there's a lot of do's and don'ts about real estate and real estate investing. And you both are an experienced in that. What would you say is the biggest don't for a rookie just trying to get in? Because there's a lot of websites, articles, podcasts that tell you why you should get into it. What's the big don't? What's a big thing to avoid? I think for me, it's, um, I guess for me, like everyone's trying to get in and they, they see like these house flips that people make like a hundred K on. Um, and it's really just a mental thing for me. It's like hit, try to hit singles instead of home runs and just like be persistent. So just keep doing something over time and don't try to hit these like things out of the park because, and a lot of other times, like I'll meet newbie investors who are like, oh, I want to get into real estate investing. Help me find a house. I'm like, all right. And then they're like, yeah, I want a $50,000 house. And I'm like, that doesn't like they exist. But for me, like when I got started, I was like, I'm not trying to find a super incredible deal. I just need like an average deal in Maniunk or know your market. But um, for me, it was just like, just find a reasonable deal and just try to do it consistently. Like buy one house a year every two years and just keep doing that. But don't try to hit a, a home run out of the park the first time. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Mm -hmm. I have very different advice. Um, so don't do what I did and buy a very big house as your primary, res as your first house ever. Uh, so yeah. And then, so buy lots of little houses and build up over time. So don't try to stay up with the Joneses. Don't try to be cool. Don't, believe the hype uh what else what other rap songs could i bring up matt um so <laughs> the uh yeah so yeah don't 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 try to stay up with the joneses do like and have have a strategy and stick to it right so I, i'm that's why i tell matt i'm very impressed with what you what every all you youngins are doing uh kids these days um they are you're 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 getting started you're doing what you can handle you're learning and then you're you're expanding from there do that don't go and buy a big effing house um because it doesn't work out in the end in the long run it, that is not a strategy for for real estate success it's a strategy for a big electric bill um yeah so that's my answer that's good advice too. Yeah. yeah all right well we learned a ton from having you guys on today and uh once covid's over we'll start a manny on investors group yeah, get it please. together yeah i'm yeah. hyped for that yeah, so awesome. yeah yeah i feel like you, you all live in maniunk so you have to like like meet in real life yeah yeah i know yeah. We're, we're literally like like a stone throw away because maniunk is so small so. yeah so once they get rid of all the dirt on main street yeah all the, once yeah. all the dirt and water's gone on main street you guys can hang out yeah we can just yeah. swim through yeah you can cry <laughs> exactly you can be like the survivors we're up on the hill <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've learned a lot today. I'm very impressed with what you're doing. Um, and you know, 
always keep the keep us around as as a uh, people to bounce ideas off of. And we will definitely have you guys back on because I want to I want to see the finished project, and I want to ask more questions. And I want to uh, you know we're, we're talking about doing youngins, a youngins panel, so <laughs> that'll that'll be a lot of fun. Awesome, we'll be there. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Thanks for reaching yeah, out. Yeah, All right. thank you. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. You can join us weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out. You can find out more about me at callphillyhome.com, callphillyhome at Instagram, or email me at matt.talentatcompass.com. And you can find out more about my co-host Jesse Johnson at howrealestate.com, Jesse Johnson on Instagram, and email him at jesse.johnson at compass.com.